Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys are having a great week. And this week, actually, we did have a little update in the IRS. Um, they did move up almost a complete month forward, which is awesome because usually they don't share anything until about two weeks into the next month. And though today is October 1st, it actually happened either yesterday or the day before um, that they showed that they've actually are now in March 17th, I believe. And that is a positive. So I'm hoping maybe in a couple of weeks, they may be in the beginning of April, which would be very awesome because we've been praying really hard about that. But as I've been sharing on the Facebook page, and now I'm going to share once again, guys, if you feel called, you know, it'd be great for you guys to become supporters of this podcast because that little bit of money that we get from there helps us out, especially as we're getting closer to the idea of moving and have all these expenses about trying to get where we need to go. But right now we do have a few expenses that we're trying to just keep up and making sure that we're, we're good until that uh, IRS stuff comes through and the foundation stuff comes through. So if you feel like you're called to help us out, please do. It'd be a real blessing to us. Um, otherwise, uh, Everything has been going really well. Things have been coming through, um, and we're kind of excited to see what happens next. Anyway, so this past week, um, the idea of forgiveness has been part of the conversation in my mind lately. I, I kind of feel like the that the word forgiveness is kind of being used like the word love is being used today. Where love, it means everything. That's why we have the progressive movement where, you know, all you need is love and and that will solve problems. And all of us Christians just need to be loving to each other or just solve all the problems. But the truth is, as we've talked before, that there's def- different meanings for love in scripture. And guess what? The word forgiveness does mean that we're supposed to forgive every time. And I will say that straight up. But I think what people have started to do is add to what the meaning of forgiveness means. So if we were to go straight to no, scripture right off the bat, I mean, look at Matthew 18. It talks about that Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times 70. And a lot of people love using this verse and they, they, they use it all the time. Like, oh, you're supposed to forgive. And Jesus is trying to say forgive all the time. Um, there's no question. And, and the truth is, yes, that's what, that's what it means. Like every time someone does something wrong to you, you are to forgive. But then I think about when you hear like, you know, you watch TV shows, you watch movies, you watch the, you know, things that go on in life and you grow up, you've seen when people hurt you, harm you, you've seen other people get hurt and harm. And when you talk about the idea of forgiveness, people don't like that idea. They struggle with it because they, they, they kind of add in that forgiveness means acceptance of what has happened. And I kind of noticed that in recent decade, even the churches are kind of teaching that concept that when you forgive somebody, it's kind of accepting what has happened, but don't like deal with it anymore with them. Like, it's like not something that will not, it should not bother you anymore. And the logic truth on that is that it's always going to bother you what someone has done to you. So if you read further, you know, that was just verse 21 and 22 of Matthew 18, but 
23, it says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. This is a parable. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his family and children and all that he had and the payment to be made as a payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me. I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down, pleaded with him, have patience with me. I will pay you. And he refused and went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what he had, had take, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. When his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servants, servant, as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So in this image, we get to see that forgiveness shows mercy on someone's actions. And I get that. And that is what you're supposed to do. But the thing is, there's still the debt. And that's the part I want to kind of focus a little bit more on. Um, because the idea of the debt means that there's still a consequence for some things that have been going on. Correct? You're still... Basically, there is some type of debt that still gets paid. And there's still a consequence. Because his reaction... And how he treats others is one consequence of his not willing, like basically he didn't pay the debt to the to the king or his master. But you remember he was given, like I guess you could say, grace out of the situation. Um, basically, he said, "Have patience, with me." And out of pity, the master of the servant released him and forgave him his debt. See, God has forgiven us the debt. Okay. So now that we are forgiven from our sin, we are not bound to that. But at the same time, we're supposed to give such forgiveness to other people. Okay. So when someone harms you or hurts you, you should automatically, if it's a brother and sister in Christ, especially is what this is identifying servant as more brother, sister in Christ, not everybody. Cause there, there is like law and consequences and issues that do come into other situations, but directly we're supposed to forgive our brothers and sisters automatically. So forgiveness is given. And so you're not directly gonna have issue with the directive violation towards you. You forgive that. You hand it out to God and you say, okay, I, I forgive Lord. I'm willing to be able to move forward, but there is also going to be consequences for what they have done though. Because one of the things about forgiveness, especially in a situation where it doesn't look right what they're doing and they're causing issues 
and causing problems in your family, causing problems in your church, causing problems in the group that you're a part of, causing problems at school or at if you're a boss, they're causing problems in the workplace. There is a point where you could forgive what they've been doing, but then there's a consequences for their action. Because when it crosses the line from just, hey, I made a mistake, please forgive me, and I forgive you, and there is this desire of change in the person, so they don't continue to do the same thing over and over again on purpose, but because it does happen, because sometimes some people, you know, they struggle and they, and they have to fight through the struggle and they continue to do that whole thing, it does not mean that you just allow it to continue to happen. In some cases, the better plan is to remove them from the situation. It's the same thing if, you know, if you have a pastor who's struggling with gambling and then he's starting stealing from the church, do you keep them in leadership? Do you ask them to step down? Because, like, if we're supposed to take at 100% of what this really means, I mean, if we're supposed to take it in the way that we're describing it to other people, you leave him in leadership and you allow him to continue to do what he's doing and then as he struggles, you just keep forgiving him. That also means then technically, if we're taking the way that people are describing what forgiveness is, even if he's having affairs with numerous women in the church, you need to just forgive him. Now, a lot of you are starting to think, well, no, why? Well, you can't, because remember, we're describing forgiveness, meaning that everything else that they do, you just forgive them automatically. Therefore, that means there's no consequences for action. See, here's the key thing that I want you guys to start thinking about as men. Okay? The idea is that we have been forgiven by Jesus and grace, redemption. We've been forgiven. Do we continue to still make mistakes? And the answer is yes. And do mistakes create consequences? And the answer is yes. So the idea is that though Jesus has forgiven us of all our sins and we've become a new creature in Christ does not remove the consequence of our actions here on earth. So any, any choices that we've made there, there's going to be harm. Like if we are into drugs and we just, we abused our body with drugs, it's going to have consequences later on down the road. That's going to appear. There's going to be issues. If there is stuff that we know we had anger issues, we treated people wrong. There's going to be people who are not going to necessarily trust us and allow us to be a part of their lives. It also means that, if you've stolen from the church and they tell you to step away and they're removing you from leadership, it doesn't mean no, the church is just going to forgive and then therefore just trust you back again with uh, money again. And sometimes the same church may ask you to come back later on once you get help or once you get counseling and once you start working on yourself. You see, the one thing that I think people misunderstand is that Having forgiveness doesn't mean that the way you treated someone is suddenly not excused and no one has to deal with you anymore. And what I've been hearing a lot 
uh, especially in many churches and especially from pastors is they're putting themselves in the position that, well, Jesus forgave me for the way I am. You need to forgive me for the way I am. And this is who I am. So therefore you just need to forgive me automatically. So even if I don't treat you right, you just need to forgive. There's no reason for us to talk. There's no reason for us, for me to even apologize. There's no reason for me to say anything. If you have issue, you can come to me, but remember Jesus already forgave me. See, that's, that's an abuse of this scripture to excuse forgiveness without consequence. Because otherwise, then also, even with your kids, you know, they do something wrong, there should be an automatic forgiveness and no consequence, right? I mean, isn't that how it works? So if your kid takes your car without your permission, dings it up, you just forgive them and you deal with everything and they have no consequence, right? And isn't that how it works? See, the thing is, when there's no consequences for actions, what turns out at the end is people who just think they could get away with anything they uh, they don't think they have to really think about other people's feelings they don't have to worry about what people think in certain situations they don't have to worry about their actions because hey you i was forgiven you forgive me boom we're good because here's the thing excuse me in a toxic situation there is times where there is a desire need for separation is creating a divisive situation that's going to be a constant battle for people to have to deal with because you've not dealt with your side of things. You haven't worked on your heart. You haven't worked on your sin issues. You haven't worked on helping yourself walk on the right path that you're supposed to. Eventually, people are going to need to have space from you. And that could be even for a group that you're a part of or any organization, a church. If you're in a church where the pastor is abusing his authority with the whole concept, well, Jesus saved me, you need to just forgive me as the motive behind his reasoning, then you need to start thinking about, is this the type of church I want to be a part of? Because... He's implying that he can't necessarily do any wrong because he's already forgiven. And this is the philosophy that's kind of getting thrown into our young people and even as part of our Christian culture. And we need to be really careful. This is a progressive mindset because it's it's still going right back to the idea of spiritualism. Because we have we are trying to discover ourselves and we're at like a higher level of enlightenment that you just need to forgive without actually worrying about consequences. And no, that's not how it works. So I want you guys to really think about what, what you've seen in life and just situations that you've seen in life and maybe even yourself. Sometimes forgiveness is the first step. Reconciliation and growth and finding a way to reconnect to somebody that you've hurt or if they've hurt you, that takes time. And sometimes you need that healthy distance to be able to create a healthy reconciliation. I want you guys to think about that as we take a quick break.
Hey guys, and welcome back. We've been talking about kind of overuse of forgiveness versus consequences is basically, I think I'm going to call this concept of what's going on. So we've understand that we are supposed to forgive. Forgiving is allowing ourselves to be able to move forward from a situation. It also helps us to remove ourselves from the consequence of getting angry or being frustrated or holding on to a grudge, seeking out revenge, because that's the other misuse I think people use on the idea of forgiveness. They, they treat it as if, if you forgive me, then you should stop being angry with me. That's not what that means. Forgiveness just means that, hey, I recognize you did something wrong to me and I forgive you for that action, but there's still going to be a consequence. You and I can't be friends right now. You and I can't hang out with each other right now. You and I cannot uh, be okay right now. Because there's a lot of times where we hear a lot of stories, especially when it deals with abuse. You know, the husband beats his wife, comes back, asks for forgiveness, she forgives him. He comes back, beats his wife, he asks for forgiveness, she forgives him. And we have this constant going over and over again. There's a consequence that's going to happen with the same action over and over again because there's not been any change in the man. And it could be vice versa. The wife who abuses his hus her husband. It's the same system. If it's the same thing over and over and over again, you are to forgive. But it doesn't mean you keep yourself into the same situation over and over again. You see, there's at a point that even in Scripture, Paul even talks about it. And it's even talked about throughout Scripture that there it needs to be a change. But one, there needs to be unity. There needs to be people in like-mindedness. Okay? So if there's a constant battle where it feels like that the same person is just creating the same issue over and over again, you need to be ready to be willing to deal with that divisive person and either, you know, show grace. You can show forgiveness. You can have them still be a part of the community, but sometimes you do need to say, hey, you know, enough is enough. We feel that you need to either take a break, you need to leave for a time, and when, you know, get things right, whatever is going on at home, you know, deal with it, and then you can come back. The door will be open. Because here's the thing is, like, if we were to go to Romans 16, 17, it says, I appeal to your brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. You see... When you are struggling in your own walk and you, you, you are acting like the Christian, but you're, you're living like the world, you're acting like the world, eventually you, your mindset's going to start changing. The way you look at things, the way you perceive how to act, how you answer, how you respond, how you deal, how you are involved in the church, how you're not involved in the church because of it. But it's all like a show that you start doing that eventually it becomes a divisive attitude that you create within the church or organization or your job. And so what happens is your appetite is for yourself, not for Jesus anymore. Your focus is on self and not on God anymore. And that's why I, I, I'm starting to hear coming out of pastors' voices when they're trying to tell their congregation, you just need to forgive me because Jesus already forgave me, so therefore you can't really get upset about it. And the thing is, that's not true. We are to confront 
those that are doing wrong and tell them you need to change because that is also dictated in scripture to do. Confront your brothers and sisters in their sin so that they don't continue to walk in the wrong path. You're supposed to help them get back on track. And there's even a, a rule system that, you know, you go to your brother one-on-one if they wronged you and they still don't see the problem. You ask someone else to come and help you as a witness and the, and they, they you confront them again. And if you don't do that, you take it to the elders and you don't, that doesn't work. You take it to the church. And then if that doesn't work, you kick them out of the church. That's another method. So the truth is that just because people are forgiving of people doesn't mean you allow them to still create issue and destruction or problems within your family and your community and your group. I mean, it's probably a little different when it's dealing with like a husband and wife situation or kids and stuff like that, because there is this capability of, you know, you work as a family to help, but as a church, sometimes at one point you kind of need to just avoid them. They can still be part of the community, but you may need to have distance for a time. But also that means if there's a time where it's like the husband is just overly abusing his wife or kids and stuff like that, there's a time to remove yourself from that situation. If you're at a job where it's basically you're getting treated like crap and you forgive the boss the way they treat you, but they constantly treat you like this, that may be a time for you to leave, find another job, go somewhere else. Even if you've been there for 20, 30 years. There's no reason for you to be put into a situation that you have to. But the key thing of understanding forgiveness is prayer. You need to seek out God in prayer. One of the things that people forget is they like to sometimes follow their emotions, which is, remember, it's another thing you have to be really careful about because following your emotions doesn't necessarily lead to God-inspired you know, truth. It's going to lead to what you think is right and what you think you should be doing and what you think is the answer for the situation. So remind yourself that the, the first thing after you forgive somebody is seek out God. You should give all those issues and emotions to God in prayer. Give it like, like a sacrifice to him saying, Lord, take it away or show me how I can learn to care about this person once again and how to, uh, allow them to be back in my life. But if it's a toxic situation, Sometimes God may have to remove you from that situation for anything to happen in that situation. You may never go back. But sometimes in a time later, you know, it could be months, weeks, years, decades. God will bring those people back into your life because there could be an opportunity to reconcile between everybody. And that will be an amazing time. Because there should be always be that desire that whatever toxic situation had pulled, you know, caused the rift can be fixed because the Holy Spirit moved in both sides and it got people in the right frame of mindset, that their heart is right, they're walking with the Lord, and they both can actually come together and say, hey, I forgave you all those years ago, but now we can reconcile. We can find a place where you and I can talk to each other again, we can communicate, we can reflect, and we can maybe even start a friendship over again. But then sometimes maybe a friendship will never happen out of it ever again. At least you reconciled. 
So to me, there's different parts to forgiveness that we keep on forgetting that, are, that matter. And there is consequences. There is issues that can come with it. And there is a broke trust that comes through it from it. Especially if it's more on the toxic side of anything. Um, trust is broken. And we all know it could take years to build trust and a moment to break it. And then when that's broken, it takes years to build trust again. Like it's, it's a saying that I, you know, I, I've used and that's something, you know, I taught the youth was the idea is that trust is very, it's a very valuable item. It's like silver and gold. It's like gems. And once that is broken, you know, it's, you can't put it necessarily back together the way it was again, but you can make it come close. And that takes time. You know, piece by piece, putting the pieces back together again. And that's only if change is happening in both sides of the party. Even if you were wrong, you still, you know, your heart's been damaged. Your, your trust has been damaged. Your mindset of that person has been damaged. And so, you, you know, you do have to work on yourself to learn how to forgive that person in the first stage. Then after that is to allow that person to also be reconciled with you at some point if they have that desire and if there's a change because someone who's toxic does them wrong you forgive them and you remove them from your life but they're still exactly the same person that you saw before you're not going to want to be friends with them and continue that relationship again no i mean that's that's a consequence of that that lifestyle or thinking process that has happened this is why it's very important for us to make sure that yes we forgive but we don't just accept people right back into the same position as they were before because they've broken that trust that means you know you keep an eye on that person and this can be happen even in a church with leaders and and members you know if someone who's creating divisive nature inside of your church you could forgive them for what they've done, but you're not going to be offering them in a high, a high level officeship position or the eldership position back after they just did a bunch of crap to really harm the church. You're not going to put them back to being a pastor in position like right after they did something wrong, like stealing from the church a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars and for their own deed and be okay with it. You don't just let it come back and happen again because there was no time of healing. There is no time of making sure that person got counseling or care or they, you know, they got prayed over by the elders or, you know, like there's this big form of, of mercy and grace coming together because like the story in the, in the scripture, he was forgiven by his master, but his heart issue was he went right to a fellow servant to try to get money off of them. And then he treated them evilly, wickedly. And that tells me there was no change in him that, you know, I, that God's like, I, I get, or the master, I gave you mercy, but you went and did what you, you did. So now here's your consequence. Boom. This is your consequence because you couldn't show that same forgiveness into someone else. But it also means you didn't show any change from what you were and you went and used what you were to go do some other problem causing another problem. 
See, there's still going to be consequences for your actions. And showing that type of forgiveness, if he had shown it to that other servant, the same that he was given, then there would have been a lot of patience going on, a lot of unity, a lot of a lot of structure. But when you go in a situation with your guns out and blazing and causing anger and fueling issues and causing a big riot of problems, there's going to be consequences for those actions. And trust is the main thing that gets broken. And two... Those up starts putting doubt in people towards other people because you start creating stories and gossip is all part of this whole ordeal. I mean, you start seeing people slander other people, start talking about other people, and then there's other arguments that get going because of one incitement that it was happened based on how someone else relayed that information. So we need to be very mindful about how we deal with situations, and yes, it is good to forgive your brother and sister in Christ. But there is also a time where healthy distancing can help people to heal. Dear my Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless every heart that's listening, that you open up their hearts and minds to your truth, that you help them to understand that it's important to forgive each other, but also doesn't mean that you excuse the consequences of their actions. Allow them to be able to show mercy when it is needed, to show grace when it's needed, and to forgive someone right off the bat. But also that person that's wrong them, help them to understand that they also need to work on themselves, they need to change in themselves, they need to, to see you clearly and what they need to be doing as a follower of Christ. Lord, move us to be able to forgive quickly, but to not just accept the problem, but make sure that we hold a standard to that. And if we need to have healthy removing of ourselves or healthy distance from someone or a group or a church or an organization or the job we're at, that you allow an open door to, to allow them to be able to step out away from that, to go to another area that can allow them to have a chance to heal and grow where they need to grow. I pray, Lord, that you move people's hearts today, and I pray that this will be used in your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a great week, rest of the weekend, and I pray that it'll be a good blessing, and I'll see you next time.